0: Welcome to the Ceramics Podcast. Welcome back to the Ceramics Podcast.
1: Do we
2: need to do an intro? Welcome to the Ceramics Podcast?
0: Yeah, we didn't do that.
2: Cammie.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey.
2: Cammie, it's <laughs> Gus.
0: Hey, Gus. Gustav. Hi, how are you?
2: Yeah, it's Gustav. Yeah. <laughs> Cami. this is the Ceramics Podcast.
0: Hi, welcome to it. Welcome back to it. Gus, it's been forever.
2: The Ceramics Podcast.
0: Yes, that's been forever ago
2: we're back in it
0: we're like yes and it's so it feels good to be back feels good to be back home but gus i have some really 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 devastating news bad it's so bad archie's closed i know that's not good it's like it was a real this is a real day wrecker
1: yeah i uh you know,
2: Cami uh, actually let me know first thing Sunday morning. Um, it was like, like while, I, while I was still in bed.
0: It was like eight a.m. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I woke up to you asking me if I wanted bad news. Um, uh. Which there's like no. How? What else can I say to that other than like sure? <laughs> I can't just say no.
0: You know, you could be like no, and I'll be like okay, circle back around. <laughs> And I'll give it to you later if you don't want it now, but you are going to get it.
2: Hit me up when you're ready. Uh, Yeah. Well, so if you've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast, you've heard us talk a good amount about Archie's pizza in Brooklyn, uh, which is no more. Um, And
0: uh, we're going to move on the good news is that um, the community really came together and like found just trying to like help all the employees find other jobs and yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, fuck Archie's pizza.
0: Yeah. Fuck them.
2: We're sorry. We gave them all this free press. Well, nobody listens anyways. (laughs)
1: It's not great. Though.
0: We have a we have a listener in the UK, but they stopped midway through.
1: <laughs> I don't fucking <why>
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, well, that's what makes this interview with Alex Reed that much even sweeter because it was such a great interview that it, it almost makes up for. The poor quality of our sound, timing, Instagram, lack of website, lack of knowledge.
2: Content.
0: Lack of content. (laughs) Novice material, amateur jokes. Hey, but we're
2: wearing the same outfit. That's good.
0: That is always a plus. Yeah. Okay, speaking of outfits... um, I need a new. I need a new look. Like this isn't, this isn't working out anymore.
2: I told you I wanted to talk about ceramics fashion, didn't I? Yeah. Did you remember? Did you write it down?
0: No, I didn't write it down. I never write anything down. Sometimes.
2: <laughs> okay, Cami. Cammy. <laughs> Uniqlo. Okay. Relaxed fit, vintage or retro chinos, something like that.
0: That is it.
2: That's the new thing. I'm done. I was watching Seinfeld. This is why I wanted to talk about ceramics fashion. I couldn't remember, but I got there. Okay. I was always Levi's. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Levi's regular. I think it's the 505. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or 511.
2: I think 505 is what I went with. Okay. Maybe it was 511. I don't know. They're whatever they're like regular. It's so regular that if you go to the store in Midtown, they just kind of scoff and they say, we don't sell those jeans here. But they were really good, okay?
0: Okay. But
2: they stopped being as comfortable as they used to be.
0: Interesting. Not
2: Levi's fault, my fault.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I was gonna probably go, that was, that was like inferred.
2: <laughs> it's weird, they started getting like a little tight. All of a sudden, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, uh-huh. And I was watching Seinfeld and Kramer started talking about how... Jerry was talking about how Kramer used to wear jeans as if it's something that you, like, age out of. Which, in my work brain, meant that I'm now growing... Like, I've aged out of wearing jeans. And I'm now wearing chinos in the studio. Not right now, because it's too hot. Right. But much more comfortable. Okay And about the same, a little bit cheaper, they're definitely not going to last as long.
0: Yeah. there's but. some drawbacks to chinos
2: mm-hmm. to, a,
0: to a lightweight cotton. You know?
2: You're a fan of chinos, though.:
0: A huge. I have like two pairs. <laughs> I mine are actually dockers. Okay. Um, J.C. Simpson, Keith Simpson's wife. Uh, uh, sent me a text for a link to some 50-50 polyester cotton super soft sweatshirts on Amazon. It's like the darkest secret on the internet.
1: Are they really nice?
0: Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Well, if you guys want to message us, we'll send you the link. Look <laughs> you like we're just like doling out ceramics fashion advice.
2: Yeah. I don't know what else like ceramic fashion in the summer is hard, I think. That's why I won't be a a California ceramicist. Yeah. I'm better I'm I'm like a winter ceramics fashion man. Yeah. And to say that is a huge lie as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think You know, I think fashion altogether. Your fashion sense, yeah, socks and Birkenstocks. Your fashion sense really borders on fish lover and fisherman lover.
2: Here we go. (laughs) I can't name a single
1: fish song.
0: Oh, I have no idea. Is that even a band? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Are they popular? Have you, have you ever listened to that band uh, no
2: actually i don't think i've ever listened to the fish i'm sure i've heard fish but i've never like sat down fish. she sells seashells down by the shore unique new york unique new york okay here is part two of our interview with alex reed
0: do you want to talk about the, your, like the products that you made? Like, what are you working on now?
3: Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. I, yeah, I have like a few different little trajectories happening kind of simultaneously. Like I have, I have some work that, um, that I sell through the future perfect. Um, and it's like some, some vases and furniture and objects. And then lately, there's uh, a big project that I'm working on is a project with my girlfriend, she's, uh, she's an architect. And um, she was commissioned to do these two small, like renovate these two small guest houses um, in San Diego. And the project was to like, not touch the exterior of the house, but do like, just do the interior but still kind of make like an architectural object. So um, she's designed these like um, these objects that are kind of like partly furniture, partly architecture. And on one side is a fireplace. And then on the other side of of it is like a shower and like a kitchen. And it's kind of like one object that you can walk all the way around. Um, And it's all going to be clad in in like uh, in tile that has like very every like bit of like corner geometry and like every bit of like hardware and lighting is all going to be like integrated in this one kind of like inspector gadget ish, like ceramic, like super object. Uh,
0: Yeah. This sounds so rad.
3: Yeah. It's pretty major. So, um, we're like working on kind of finalizing the design right now. And I'm, I'm starting to make some of the parts. So I I have like a 3d printer and so I'll, I'll 3d print little modules and then take molds of them and cast them. Um and all the, so all like the corner details will be will be cast. And then I actually bought a RAM press um like a month ago. Wow. So, yeah. That's so that's so
0: fun. Like the that's like the best day is like when you get your new yeah. like your new tool. You're like, everything's gonna change.
3: That's yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting. Like I I bought it used um I have some friends in like Long Beach that have had it in the garage for like six years. And, um, so the project is enabling me to buy it. So I, I bought it and the last two months have kind of just been like me figuring out how to like move it. Like it was like, <laughs> like it's like 2,500 pounds. So I had to like tip it over. like a friend and I like tipped it over, put it on a pallet, put it on a trailer, <laughs> drove it to a machine shop. Um, they worked on it for a few weeks. And then, got I like had to like figure out another space to put it. So just kind of like a lot of logistics. Um, and then finally, now it's in. I have like a there's like a third studio that I a place this ram press in. I have like my apartment studio, my studio at this like behind this bookstore in LA called Owl. That's right. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, but keep going on this. Yeah. And then I have I like rented like 100 square feet or 200 square feet from my friend. Um, it's, it has more of like an industrial space. So I put the ram press there and, um, yeah, I just like have been slowly like cleaning it up and, um, and once electrical is run to it, then I can like start using it. Um, so yeah, the last, the last two months have kind of just been like slowly, like pushing forward on these little projects and like getting like logistics taken care of. Do you, do you
2: have plans for the ram press? Is it going to be like pressing components for this?
3: yeah, it'll mostly be pressing the flat field tile. Um, I think all of like the, the more specific like components will be cast just because I don't need as many of them, but all of the field tile will get pressed in the RAM press.
1: Wow,
3: wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Owl
2: Bureau. Is yeah It' right.: Yeah. yeah. that I have never been there, but I see pictures of it. Oh, cool. Pop up on stuff because it's, like, the most beautiful bookstore ever. And then I noticed that you would sometimes, like, geotag it on your yeah. – So you're behind there?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I – in Fortune, I have a a studio kind of behind the bookstore. It's in the same building. But um, the owner of the bookstore is a friend of mine, and um, he has this, this space that houses, like, his advertising agency and then also the bookstore. Um, and they have quite a bit of space. And so you kind of like cut off a, maybe 300 square feet of it. And um, so that's my studio. So I, um, I do throwing, design, 3D printing, and firing there. Um, and then I'll do like mold making and like a lot of cast, like slip casting at my apartment studio, which I'm in right now. And
0: so I want to ask a couple questions about like just... Um, so you were working at Heath, yeah, and then you you like quit. now you like t- totally like work for yourself, making your yeah, own.
3: yeah. The last two years, I've just been working on my own. And um,
0: how did it, you make the leap from um, working for the man to like, uh, you're, you're the man now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, it was just it was a mix of like time. Like I never, I worked at Heath for five years and before that at Rookwood for a year. And I always like my time at those places. I always, the way that I was thinking about it in my head was like, kind of like, um, industrial espionage or something, <laughs> or like, like an art, like an art project. Um, and it wasn't really about like a career and, um, For better or worse, because like getting paid every two weeks and like having like kind of like a normal job is really great. Um, So
0: Gus and I talk about this a lot, actually.
3: Yeah. So for better or worse, like I, you know, my job at Heath was great, but it was repetitive. And um, I did do quite a bit of design, but I also did like quite a bit of production. And granted, it was like very... Um, comfortable, like, you know, I could more or less come whenever I want. I could, like, listen to music all day. I could, like, drink fancy coffee upstairs, like, be around, like, beautiful, beautiful, like, things and, like, you know, have nice conversations and, like, have great coworkers. But um, I was basically working by myself because, like, it was Heath in LA is, like, a retail store, but they also have a design studio in the back. And I for four of those five years was the only employee in the design studio in the back. <laughs> uh, so my uh, my boss was in San Francisco, and it was amazing. And I would go to San Francisco for work, and like it was kind of surreal. Like I was like 24, and I just moved to LA, and I was like traveling to San Francisco to talk about like design um, at Heath. Like it was it was really like kind of beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and but then it you know I just kind of like wanted to do more of my own work and kind of take some more risks. And, um, and I've had throughout that time, I had always been doing my own work as well, like in my apartment. And eventually I think, um, I threw like some good shows and, um, meeting, meeting like good people. I was able to like start selling more and more work. Um, and yeah, I had a show there's like, there's this house in LA called the Schindler house. which is kind of like uh, a house designed by this Austrian architect, Rudolf Schindler.
0: Right.
3: And it's now a cultural center. Um,
0: Is it next to the Eames house?
3: It's uh, in the same general like side of town, but um, maybe a half an hour drive away from each other. Um, So yeah, I had a show there and then that kind of like launched one thing into the other and, actually prior to my show at the Schindler house, I had a show at my apartment here. Um, And a friend of mine from undergrad uh, came, he showed his paintings. We took like everything out of my apartment and painted the walls and like installed his paintings. And then I had my ceramics and um, we just like invited everyone that we knew and like um, put the work up and um, I sold work out of that. And I don't know, slowly just like momentum started building. Was uh, it one of
0: those weird LA, sh- like LA shows where literally LA shows up and there's people like pouring outside? Uh, it wasn't, LA
3: it wasn't like, like lines out the, out the, um, out the, out the building, but um, there were like people who I was like, oh, that's like a fancy person. Like, like how that, like, why is the a fancy person here? Like, it was very much like for my friends, like low expectations, but high quality But, um, I think LA and I haven't spent much time in New York, but I would imagine it's kind of similar. It's like, if you're doing something, the city is big enough that there's probably a few, at least dozen other people or hundreds of other people that are like kind of interested in what you're in, like the same thing. So if you're doing something and like you make it publicly available, like people are going to find you. And if you're doing a good job of it, um people are gonna like want to come and see what you're up to. So that was in some ways kind of like the start of the of momentum as like a individual practitioner.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I love yeah, like that d do it yourself sort of like, yeah, I'll just fucking have my own show. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna give me show, I'll just have my own. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. It felt safer too. Like, um, I get really nervous whenever I have like exhibitions. Not that I've had that many, but like it's it's very nerve wracking. So to do it, super nerve wracking. Was like way more felt like more approachable and fun.
0: And then in your own apartment, and you could just go to sleep. Yeah,
3: yeah. Little, <laughs> You're like, okay, everyone out. Yeah. How would you guys get in
2: here? <laughs> um, well, so one of the things that we were so excited about was you reached out and asked if we needed a West Coast correspondent. Yeah, and that was something that we kept like we had reached out to a couple of friends of ours in LA to see wow. to be our West coast correspondent. And, oh, it, wow. and we just couldn't like make it work. And that was like the same, that was like within a week. And then you sent that message wow. about being, and so, um,
0: it's true. Like that was just so the excited. perfect timing.
2: Um, wow, we amazing. were so
0: exciting. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we, f- we feel like we need to ask you like a couple interview questions just to make sure that, um, it's a good fit. Sure. Uh, as a West Coast correspondent. Um, I think Cammie has some. Uh, will you come teach us how to make better glazes and mold now?
3: I'll try. I can definitely do, I can definitely help out with molds. Glazing, glazing is more of a philosophy, I think, which I'm, I'm happy to work with you guys on. But I want to, I feel like I, I want to learn your, I want you to teach me too. <laughs> this is, this oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay okay um actually can you can you talk about really quick your glazing strategies
3: sure yeah philosophy (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah at alfred like it was this time at least the work that i was picking up on it was like it was trying to like get that like really nice like like surface that looked like it was like a baby, like just a baby was just born and it like just came out and like so fresh and like so clean and so smooth. And um and I like hated it. I was like, what else? What else can we do? Like what like can we be like naughty a little bit? Like do we have to like be like good? Um and I think it was like right before things started getting really like chunky and gnarly. Um, Mm. And I don't know, like, so that's to say that I was like hungry for like a different way of like glazing than what we think of as like good, like good pottery is like supposed to be glazed, like or something. Um, so it, it's not a for me, like, I don't I've like never done like a triaxle blend, like except in school or, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like I for me, it's about like finding a few strong, like, like cooking, like finding like a few strong notes, like Okay, this is like a garlic story, or like this is like a soy sauce story, or this is like a, a texture story. Um, so I have like maybe four, three or four glazes, like clear, like a crawl glaze, and then like a really runny glaze, um, and like I'll just layer them in different ways and like play with play with um, application. Like that's kind of my dream is to be like have just like three buckets and um and have an in like really go deep in like okay with these three buckets like I can do anything um and <laughs> so that's kind of like what how I try that's to cool. work like I have like you know like books and books and books and like you know I have like I like when I was an undergrad I would go to the li- the school's library and just like look through pe- through old MFA theses yeah. and write down recipes Like, like every other week I'd go and like spend a few hours just kind of like looking through these, these old MFA theses. But, um,
0: Wait, wait, wait. Do you have to put glaze recipes in your thesis?
3: Yeah, you have to write a technical statement.
0: Oh, for real? (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. That's like amazing.
3: Yeah. So that's just to say, like, I, um, I'll like test colors and I'll test for like different textures and like different applications. Um, But I'm not really going in there and like, for better or worse, I'm not really going in there and like designing like um, new formulas like for for myself.
2: Yeah, this is a slightly off topic, but uh, at some point, and it might actually still be there in the kiln room of Brooklyn Clay, Mm -hmm. a picture that is the landing page on your website. Oh, really? because at some point my boss came back and just like put it up and was like, we need better glazes. We need glazes like this. Wow.
0: She's your biggest fan. Jennifer (laughs) Waverack is your biggest fan.
3: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Are you happy that the Sterling Ruby regime is over in LA? (laughs)
3: Yes,
1: yes, (laughs) I I am, yeah.
0: It's kind I, of like, it was bone chilling at times. <laughs> bone chilling.
3: Yeah, totally, totally. I don't know. I'm sure he's like selling his work and doing great. Um,
0: In UniGlow or wherever.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I don't know. I'm sure he's nice, but I know that he like um, is making sweaters or whatever.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. yeah, totally.
0: Um, have you ever, did you ever, like on a side note, have you ever met him?
3: I never have. I I have some friends who have like worked f- for his studio at various points. Um, yeah.
0: I feel like if he, I feel like he's the Tom Sachs of L.A. Yeah, like everyone's worked for him at some point.
3: Yeah, him and um, Jonas Wood and his wife um, uh, Shio. A lot of a lot of folks have a lot of Cranbrook folks friends that I have here actually work or have worked for Shio Kusaka. Huh.
0: Oh, nice. Can you can we talk really quick about Are you a fan of like how important Jason Miller has been to ceramic design?
3: Oh, yes, I love Jason Miller's work. Right? I yeah, I
0: because we were talking I, about the future perfect, and then I was like going back to that time, and I was like, Jason Miller like changed everything, and then also, and then while I was like talking about West Elm, I was like the antler lamp, you know, the antler lamp.
3: I don't know the antler lamp. of uh, course you idea. do.
0: You guys <laughs> it's a it's a chandelier made out of horse like antler. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like cool. it was like in every restaurant I'll for years. You know it you'll be like oh. Jason- I remember
3: uh at the future perfect Jason Miller has these jugs that are like thrown don't stoneware jugs or something and they have these like metal strap handles that are uh, affixed to the um stoneware jug and they still blow my mind like i don't understand how it was like it's kind of like old school like um metal fittings on ceramics and like he did it and uh i don't know so that his work has always like, stood out to me as like someone who has technical knowledge but also um a very like strong like sense of design
1: yeah
0: i don't know. I mean, I don't know how much techni- technical, like, I don't know how he did it, but yeah. I
2: Cam
0: mean, because he's not, he's, right what?
2: Cammy's trying to start some beef right now.
0: <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm a huge <laughs> Jason Miller fan. He, his tile project is one, he like made, design these tiles. That's probably one of my favorite pieces, tile piece, like for sure mm-hmm. my favorite tile piece, but like one of the most brilliant, like ways of thinking about ceramic tile and Way I've never seen.
2: Hmm. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I have another yeah.
2: interview question for you. Uh, do you slip or water when you're attaching two pieces? Oh,
0: that's a great question.
3: Guys. Thank you. I really thought hard on, on these questions. I try to. Um, I will never. I'll never. I'm, I'm not the kind of person that has like my own bucket of like attaching slip. Yeah. I'll just use like stuff like garbage from the throwing from my like crusty bucket on my wheel um or I'll spit and yeah. uh, if I don't have anything I'll just like spit on the table and like, yeah. Use that.
2: <laughs> yeah I just I just did that like a couple days ago and then I I realized I was like 10 feet away from a big reclaim bucket like just totally unnecessary
0: <laughs> the old lick the clay technique
2: uh-huh Um, Okay, and then I have one other, like, sort of major question, which there's no, like, right or wrong answer, but I feel like we're going to learn a lot from it. Um, What is your favorite brand of kiln?
3: Ooh. Call me basic, but I like a scut. (laughs) Yes. Fair. That's fair. You know? Yeah. I wish I had, like, a better answer, but um i don't know i like them yeah
0: i have a Scut. yeah yeah. but mine um my i don't have the new fancy computer i have the you know like the
3: yeah me too i have i have a (laughs) war
0: games computer or whatever
3: (laughs) i have a craigslist kiln a Scott craigslist kiln that was like sitting in my parents garage for like five years that um that's my like, big kiln here, and it's quite small, um, but it, it has a, it's a cone sitter, um, yeah. and I fire with that, and then I have a, a, one of those like um, new computer kilns that is about the size of a microwave, and um, that plugs into like a standard household outlet. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's, what that's,
0: that's what you have. Yeah,
3: for yeah. It's, it's super cool. So I have that, and then I have like, the, crust, the big old crusty cone sitter kiln, and that's, that's what I use yeah oh that's good
0: that is good um what do you think makes you an expert in your field
1: oh man
3: I just uh a lot of time and labor and uh I don't know Sort like I don't know how it is for you guys but um do you feel like you can never like turn off like your like ceramics brain or like yeah. So never, just,
0: like, just like whisper,
3: never. Yeah, I just can never turn it off. Um, and so maybe that, just being like captive to it.
0: <laughs> um, how many hours a, of the waking day do you think about ceramics?
3: 70%, I would say. <laughs> yeah, 70%. Like I went to the beach for the first time in a long time, two days ago. And, um, but usually it's like, I just, I'll just go to the studio and I, it's great. Like, I love, I love going to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, go ahead. Cameron.
0: Oh, I was talking about, um, I was talking to my friend about where to go on vacation. And I was like, I guess I didn't have to go on a cruise. And they were like, why would you ever do that? And I was like, cause there's no ceramics there. <laughs> like, where can you go that you don't have to think about ceramics? Like, Absolutely. how do you turn it off? I mean, like, no matter where I go, I'm going to be like, ooh, what is this? What's the ceramics culture here? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's got to be somewhere that's like, I like a ship.
3: Do you guys have fantasies about just like putting all of your stuff in like a closet, like all of like your tools and your work and like, and just like putting it in a closet and like locking the closet and then like moving? Like, just totally, <laughs> just totally like, just being like, this was great. <laughs> um, I think I'm good for now.
2: Like, I, I got um, banned from talking about it at work, but uh, yeah, my my big fantasy, I have like the one that I think most ceramics people have that's like, what if I was just a potter in the woods? But then I also weigh a much stronger fantasy for me is, what if I just went back home and became a
1: carpenter? Yeah,
0: would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, is- be a lot easier. Yeah. One of my ceramics jokes uh, was, um, like, the potter's dream is to be uh, live in the woods and make pottery with a, with an IG following of 24k. Womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: <laughs> that's very good.
1: That was pretty good.
0: Like that's all you need.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool.
0: So do you smoke a lot of weed, or is that?
3: Not really. I did, like, I smoked a maybe average amount, like, in high school, um, and then now, like, I can't, I don't, I'll maybe have, like, an edible once every three months, and then, or maybe six months, and then, like, regret it, um, (laughs) a lot, but, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really smoke weed. I did, um, I did a project, like, a pipe project recently, um, for, there's a, in interior design a really cool interior design company here called commune and um i've done a few projects with them and they were commissioned they did like a design and build out for this like very high-end cannabis company in la called sarah and um they uh reached out to me about like working with them to make like a little like bento box almost for smoking so it's like a pipe and a tray and a um, and the tray kind of like doubles as a lid and everything like nestles together in multiple ways. Um, so yeah, I, I in fact, the first thing, not the first thing, but I made a bong in high school. And um, and so it was kind of fun to like revisit the, uh, like the smoking device as like a tool, but like in a more, like take it seriously as like a design problem.
2: I'm in the middle of casting a bunch of bongs for work right now. And it's really... Oh, really, wow. like ceramics has like come full circle for me.
3: Yeah. Are you guys, do you, are you guys friends with um, Dean Roper? That's what it's for. Yeah. Uh, cool. Oh, do you work with Dean?
2: Um, no, but he, so um, Jennifer Waverick owns Brooklyn Clay. Okay. That's where I work and Cammie teaches there. Um, okay. And she is like, just like loves Dean's work and is also like kind of friends with Dean. So she introduced Dean to Dean and I, um, and um, we had just been like talking for a long time about trying to do some sort of workshop together. So Mm -hmm. we're doing this one where we're like, it's going to be like an at home, like bong
3: decaling. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love Dean. I've never spoken with Dean except like on Instagram. Um, But I, lo- I think his work is, like, so funny and smart. Yeah, and
2: he, he is also, like, I didn't quite know what he was going to be like when I first met him, but he's just, like, such a sweet, sweet guy and, like, yeah. fun and good energy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, can, I, I want to ask you this question, and it's going to be super controversial, and we'll see okay. if it, we cut it. But I don't know if you've been following the um, Marie Kondo Ellison Roman controversy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, film me so, in, please. So Marie Kondo, you know, is like, you know, kind of like clean out your, like, clean out your life and get rid of anything that doesn't bring you joy, right? And then yeah. she launched her own, you know, company where she sells products that she for sure that she knows will bring you joy. Huh. And they're using a lot. They're like selling a lot of like. Um, crafts you know like handmade pieces and i was wondering yep. how you feel about the current landscape of handmade work
3: uh, i'd have to see them um but as you may have picked up from international ceramics friendship park i have like a very loaded relationship with like handmade as like a qualifier of goodness um so I I'd, I'd be skeptical. <laughs> I, mean, I think we were talking earlier about like that era of like uh I don't know like early 2010s and like the word handmade was just getting like blasted um right. across everything as like a qualifier of goodness and like there is so much like shitty handmade pottery <laughs> out there in the world um, and so I don't know like I've always been like trying to think about and use like talk about the quality of something irrespective of like it being handmade or even the fact that like what we think of as like like mass produced or like industrially produced like there's an incredible amount of like handwork and design that goes into those things so like um it's very rare that uh a ceramics factory is like fully automated um and that there isn't like an incredible amount of like handwork in in it. So
0: that's yeah. true. How do you feel like how do you put value on like how do you value your work? Like do you feel like everything you make should be worth like a million dollars?
3: No, it's it's hard. It's so hard to price work. Um yeah, it's really, really hard. I think, I think all,
0: people don't understand why handmade work is really expensive. First of yeah. all, you're like, why should like I don't know like I can just buy this some blah 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 blah.
3: Right, right,
0: like you know, if a designer goes and works like let's just say you design a line for West Elm,, uh-huh. let's just pretend sure. you know a cup at West Elm will be like maybe once they put it on sale, maybe like twelve or thirteen dollars <laughs> it might start off as twenty four dollars, who knows, yeah. but like you know it you know they'll make thousands of them, and yeah. then, like kind of trickle down until it ends up in their you know clearance house out in tank at the Tanger outlets out in long island but yeah. i mean so there's that and so that's one thing but then also there's the other side of like you in literally in your apartment mm-hmm. making molds. so it's like kind of a weird
3: totally thing. i mean i would hope so yeah i mean i i'm engaged in working out of my apartment and casting plaster on my roof and spraying glaze out of my window with an air compressor and like um and that sort of like intensity and like focus and you know sacrifice in some ways of like a uh, like I'm I'm all in as like a lot of people are um and and that's the way that for me I've leaned on to like make work that I think is interesting and good and innovative um is to kind of like like just pursue it in a really intense way um, and I think it's like yielded good results for me in terms of like making good work and um, and that like costs money um, to to support that yes. <laughs> and it's, i'm very I'm very fortunate uh, to like work with people who uh, recognize that and um, want to like support that and be a part of it whether it's like the future perfect or commune or um people that have come to shows and bought work um so yeah
0: that's a good answer thanks, <laughs> thanks. so so the short answer is it's the your your work the work is expensive handmade yeah. work is expensive because it costs a lot of money to make it
3: yeah 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 absolutely and it absolutely. should be
0: like, like yeah. it just should be
3: yeah yeah totally well,
2: I think I can speak for, for Cammie and myself when I say we'd love to have you as our uh, sorry,
1: regular. Yes, <laughs> amazing.
2: Yeah, yes. can we have you back on like every now and again and just do like a, like update, or like if there's something happening, if you're allowed to go outside again anytime soon and there's something happening.
3: Sure, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, totally. I would love to, I uh, like you guys, you guys are the creators of the Ceramics uh, Podcast. So, I'll kind of like take my cues from you as far as like your editorial vision. Um, but yeah, I would love to um, contribute and help out in um, as small of ways or, yeah, just, you know, whether it's like, um, yeah, just like checking in every few months or uh, like going and like talking to someone here that you want to talk to or introducing you guys to someone here in LA um, or whatever.
2: Yeah, we tried our East Coast correspondent is our friend Adams year, and we tried to get him to do segments on the weather and how long it'll take oh, your yeah. sand to dry. <laughs> he doesn't seem too interested, but
3: yeah, that, would, that would honestly be my dream to come in to come in like not not try to be like a third podcast host, yeah. but but like come in and be like, oh, the price of plaster is up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is what we want we've been looking for you we had no idea
3: or like or like look like it's in LA right now like a lot of people get their clay supplies from Laguna clay yeah but Laguna clay um, like they're doing curbside pickup um, and like the, who knows when they're gonna open like they have a they have a mold shop there too yeah so like a, a lot of people like get their molds made there so
0: um oh like that's people, really valuable information yeah
3: yeah it's valuable. valuable <laughs> so, that's why the alex reed mold but, shop now are you going to be in the mold shop now no i I've, I've definitely like done some fabrication projects for people like mostly friends um but at this point i'm like i try to say no to that stuff more than yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um yeah. What are you what are you guys working on right now?
2: Um I'm working so I'm still I'm still working at my job, which has been kind of odd. It's mostly just like weird, like we're making all these bongs like I was talking about. And then we have like a mini dinnerware line that we've been working on for kind of a long time. And it's like finally I think we're finally making like the last round of Molds this week. We like finally have the forms kind of figured out. Um, And then I'm in my studio right now, which like I swear I just cleaned it, and I like kind of need to clean it again. Um, But I've got some. I was showing these to Cami earlier. I've got these like tables that I've been working on. Uh, Those are thanks.
1: Uh,
0: Show them the other side, Gus, with the decal. uh,
2: Um, and then this one I'm like really excited about, but this is, um, and yeah, it's like, I I don't have, I don't have a trash service at at my studio. So I have to like, usually I just take the trash with me to Brooklyn clay, Uh but now Brooklyn clay doesn't have trash pickup. So there's like trash just kind of like piling up. (laughs) My bike included. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm trying to draw in my studio, which I don't normally do. Yeah, but cool. What
1: about you, Cami?
0: I'm I've been like kind of I made all these little sculptures a while ago. Well, not that even not even that long ago. Like for the last six months. So now I'm making all these vessels to kind of play off the sculptures. So mm-hmm. it's been it was like for like a couple months I was just like throwing over and like throwing and throwing and throwing and then. Now I'm sort of like putting, making a bunch of parts and putting them together and then putting these like weird sculpted elements on these super formal, formy, moderny pieces. So it's like, I'm pretty excited about them actually. It's like the most I've been excited about clay in probably five, six, seven years, nine or 10 years, (laughs) maybe 12 (laughs) <laughs> Maybe since 90, 99, but I'm really like, yeah, it took a while to get to this point. It's so it's been really weird. It's been mm-hmm. a real big journey. Cause I took like a bunch of years off of making ceramics mm-hmm. um, and worked on a bunch of like other projects mm-hmm. Cool. and yeah. So this is like so fun. It's awesome. like, yeah, you- I kind of like love ceramics again.
3: Yeah, That's a very good place to be. Like when you're feeling that,
0: yeah yeah it's weird to like think because i hated it for so long too you know it depends on like you know like strand is a weird thing like when it's you know when it's good it's good and when it's bad it's so bad that you want to like kill yourself (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's so bad that like people of my people in my generation like even adam's career a little bit like didn't even really want to be known as ceramicists mm-hmm. because they would like lock you in this ensika yeah. world where you you just like didn't fit in anywhere. Yeah, so, like, like a.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cammy and I have often talked about how like she finished grad school when like literally nobody could care less about ceramics, and I finished grad school and just like walked out with ceramics being the hottest material. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah.
0: So weird. I mean, uh, this too shall pass and it'll be something else and then, you know, in 20 years we'll be motherfucking heroes. (laughs) 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 They'll be like, they'll be like in the Ceramics Podcast archive.
2: Uh, (laughs) The short-lived. They only put out 10 episodes, but.
3: (laughs) 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 No, I think you guys, I think you guys, honestly, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, it's a beautiful niche. Yeah. I want to hear more people talk about how they hate ceramics. And,
1: <laughs>
3: and like what they're doing, what they're doing in their work to like mistreat it or like how they deal with like creative, like hopefully in a productive way, like make work that kind of invents like something that they're, they are excited about. All
2: right. Um, so I, when I was in, when I was at Alfred, I also worked with Walter McConnell kind of a lot. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I like realized how much I liked Walter, it was after someone came as a visiting artist, and it ended with them talking about how clay saved their life. And I feel mm-hmm. like walking around in the grad studios later, which is where his office was, and I like made some joke about it, and he was like, "God, I mean, ceramics like it fucking ruined my life. Like I <laughs> be an architect
1: or something." <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I love that. Well I do too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Well, on that note,
1: <laughs>
0: that's the perfect end Yeah, yeah. to this um, this like interview. Alex, thank you so much. Like this has been the this has been the best six hours of my week. <laughs> for sure.
3: Call me when you guys need uh, updates on the price of plaster yeah.
0: We definitely we'll will.
3: Thank you okay. so much. This was like
2: really great. Good, yeah, I had fun. Yeah. Cool. All, All right. right.
3: Talk to you guys Thanks soon. You so
1: much. Bye.
0: Yeah. Let's do an outro really quick.
2: For who? Alex. Who? Alex. Who? Alex Reed? Alex Reed, Reed. yeah. Uh, he was on the Ceramics podcast.
0: Yeah, we just, we just listened to it. Wait. We just played it. What? The Ceramics Podcast. We're doing an outro. Oh
1: it was
2: really fun.
0: I know. I hope he comes back.
2: He's gonna come back. We're gonna guilt him into it.
0: Yeah. Let's figure (laughs) it out.
2: We can. I'll make him feel really bad since I don't know how to make molds. And then he'll be like (laughs) okay.
0: (laughs) Your molds are so bad
2: new bong mold what have you seen the new bong mold at the studio
0: no did somebody did you have it did you send it out to have somebody else make it made it no way
2: freaking mind.
0: how many parts is it just three yeah it's, they're the perfect parts kind, perfect i mean i'd go that far <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a it's a block I mean I should have really talked my molds are so bad. They're so bad. It's they're atrocious.
2: Mold making's hard. It's a whole new thing.
0: Yeah, it's awful.
2: No. Well, it was really fun to talk to Alex.
0: Yeah. I love his work. I love Alex.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll post some pictures of his work. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on your podcasting platform.
0: Yeah, whatever you want to do.
2: It's the ceramic podcast.
0: It's not the, it's the ceramics uh, podcast. Um, Um, I'm really happy that uh, we did this. Do I seem like it? No.
2: I feel okay about it. (laughs) It was really fun.
0: Oh, nice to talk to you, Gus. See you next time, everybody.